Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's go to uh, Dallas and our good friend Bob Sturm. He does bad radio middays on the ticket in Dallas. How you doing, Bob? Hey, Scotty. How we doing tonight? I'm all right, man. So let's start with, uh, do you, like, you know, doing the show every day and everything over the years here, uh, and it just is like a, it's like a broken record this whole, every single season, the entire year, all they ever talk about, it, it would appear to me, is that uh, Jason Garrett's going to get fired. Does it ever get painful <laughs> to you that, this, here we go again, does it ever bother you? Yeah, well, I mean, it just bothers me that nothing ever changes. I was uh, talking today about all the times I thought Garrett needed to go, and it goes all the way back to 2012. Uh, you know, the, he was hired in midway through 2010, 2011. Okay, but by 2012, uh, you know, this is uh, when uh, RG3 uh, blowing ACL beats them in a must-win game at the end of the year. Romo uh, threw a couple bad picks there, and I kind of thought you could make a case that uh, Jason Garrett is not the guy for this job. And then in 2013, they lose uh, consecutive December games to backup quarterbacks, Josh McCown in Chicago and Matt Flynn in Green Bay. Uh, the Green Bay game, they were up 26-3 at, at halftime to Matt freaking Flynn, and they let that thing get away. And I thought, I thought he should be fired there. In 2017 in Atlanta with Chaz Green, gave up six sacks to Adrian Claiborne, and they didn't give their left tackle any help because Tyron was hurt and Zeke was suspended. I thought he should have been fired there. So, you know, there's there's so many times I thought he's he's uh, coached a, a game that's a fireable offense, Scotty, that – and it, it, it never changes. He never gets fired. He's practically a Jones uh, son uh, by now. And, uh, you know, just the idea that uh, uh, he would ever, uh, you know, do something crazy enough to get fired just seems hard to believe now. So uh, I try to keep up the energy. I try to fight the good fight. But at a certain point, you just throw up your hands and say, this guy, now that Marvin Lewis is out, he might be the most unfireable coach in the, in the business. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, well, I can't even fathom that guy lasted. But this guy uh, is like uh, the Teflon Don, apparently. But, you know, Jerry just keeps, uh, you know, defending him. And then he was defending the officiating today. He was defending the new pass interference rule. Does it get to a point ever where you guys uh, down there, because I'd love to know, do you think that, 
Because we say up here, not that we, we don't matter at all about your business in Dallas, but, you know, I'm on there, so I always am interested. But we, we are always saying that, like, somebody needs to get Jerry to stop. I know it'll never happen, but we need to get him to stop talking. Like, you know, stop doing interviews because it's gotten yeah. to the point where he's like the it's, – it seems like he's like the old, you know, the grandpa that when he starts drinking scotch, he just starts letting out all the family secrets. Well, I, I don't know that that's necessarily that far from the truth, to be honest. Uh, he he is easily the most interviewed owner in the NFL, uh, and he will say, well, that's because he's the general manager, and, and uh, we know how round and round that conversation goes, partly because he uh, hired himself as general manager 30 seasons ago and is absolutely unfireable as well. And we also could argue how much he actually does any GM uh, at work, as I don't see him uh, scouting terribly hard at the Senior Bowl or at the uh, Combine or anything like that, although he does show up in both places because that's where he gets interviewed every year. So um, there's, a, there's a number of frustrating things about the entire operation. He is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant businessman who has turned his $150 million purchase into a $5 billion franchise. Right. So no, nobody can question that. But at the end of the day, if you were to ask the question, what's more important to him right now, a successful worldwide business of the Dallas Cowboys or the Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys? And you have to pick one. You can't have both. Uh, you have to pick one or the other. What's more important, growing the brand to the most unstoppable financial force of the universe or winning it all? And uh, I kind of think we know the answer based on the last 25 years. So. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And um so uh, there's no denying uh, how huge they are. There's no denying that their relevance and their money and, and what it's worth and, and everything else. I have to tell you, though, like I was sitting watching a game Sunday, right, here in New York, and I am not a – you know I'm not a Jets fan or a Giants fan or any sure. fan. I don't I – don't, I really don't. I actually, you know, like the Cowboys better than both of them. But I have to tell you – that I, I was sitting there, my mother-in-law was just hammering drinks, and we were having dinner, and she was just, she loves the, the you know, the, the cute little quarterback for the Jets, Sam Darnold. She just thinks he's adorable, and she's just partying, getting hammered, and she was screaming and yelling. Meanwhile, I had laid eight and a half, and I was ready to knock her face off, and I was just ready to take a bat to her because I couldn't take it, and I was just like, oh, my God. And I'm watching this team, the Cowboys, just implode one one series after the next. I mean, watching them on Sunday made me want to puke. They look so bad. Well, and especially coming off two losses, and in both cases, you could argue in those games, they should not have lost either one of those games because they're playing the Saints without Drew Brees, and they're playing the Packers without any wide receivers. And in both cases, uh, when they took the field, everyone felt like they were the better team uh, on that day uh, that, that when the game started. Unfortunately, nobody felt that way when the game ended. So to put those two performances back-to-back and then to show up in, in, in New Jersey on Sunday and to kind of uh, be outplayed on both sides of the ball again, uh, it's just it's, it's, it's pretty disappointing because this team at 3-0 and had uh, some, some very, very high hopes and uh, they've kind of given all their profits back. Now it's a long, long season, and you know you beat Philadelphia on Sunday, and you're feeling good going into your bye week again. But it, it, nothing's easy around here, you know. They they just can't deal with success, and it, it feels like they've won- they've lost now three consecutive games. That honestly, uh, in each case, it feels like they really underachieved on that Sunday. And I, I realize that's the league, but. Uh, you, you just you, you look at a team and you say, okay, 
you know, they're talented, they're deep. Uh, this is this is the year they're not going to uh, underachieve, and, and 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 unfortunately, here we go again. But they could still win this division because I think the Giants and Redskins stink, and if they yeah. beat Philly, it's a huge win. And now I, I don't care about all the the guarantees and Peterson and all this other nonsense. What I care about is. Uh, how are they going to beat Philly, and how much money is Dak uh, Prescott worth now that he has looked so terrible lately? Well, you know these these are these are good questions. I mean, the Eagles uh, have plenty of their own problems, including no defensive backs that uh, seemingly can cover. And and uh, honestly, uh, it's amazing that they didn't do more to address that in the off season because that was the entire deal with the Eagles last year uh, down the stretch. Is they had no corners, and and, and even when they're healthy. They still really don't have any corners. Uh, they're just slightly better versions of it. So the Eagles have their own problems, and I, you know, I'd like to think the Cowboys can handle that. Now, the long-term situation with Dak, of course, is a bit of a complex one, as as are half the quarterbacks in this league. It seems like where you know we're sure Baker Mayfield is great, and then he's not, and then we're sure Jared Goff is great, and then he's not, and you know, round and round we go with many of these guys. Dak is is is, is certainly no different, and and for the most part. Uh, you know, for instance, on Sunday, there, there was not a lot wrong with his game plan or with, with his performance, but the game plan in particular was so darn conservative. And they were treating the Jets like uh, they were taking on, uh, you know, the, the 2010 Rex Ryan Jets or something like that, that they had to be super careful when they came into town. And, and then, you know, the Jets had no confidence whatsoever. So for the Cowboys to go in there with such a vanilla game plan where they ran the ball 70% of the time on first down, 80% of the time in the red zone, it was like they, they stopped trusting their passing game again. And I get it. Amari Cooper was out. Randall Cobb was out. But still, this is when if you have a quarterback you believe in, you uh, you allow him to do more than, than what you allowed him to do on Sunday instead. They're feeding Zika right into the teeth of that Jets defensive line and just setting up third and long. And, you know, it's it, it's very frustrating that in year four uh, and, and in Kellen Moore's first year, we're still kind of going back to the Jason Garrett. We're, we're going to be super careful. We're going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. And, you know, just, just like, well, then, then why would you pay a quarterback uh, $30, $35 million a season if, if apparently you still don't trust him? And why don't you trust him if, he seldom throws games away. I mean, this isn't Jameis Winston here. Dak has a reputation of taking care of the ball, but yet uh, to do what they did on Sunday just didn't make a lot of sense to me. So uh, I got two questions for you. Respectfully, I got about 90 seconds. First one, uh, you do the Stars games on TV and everything. What do you think of uh, their horrible start? Well, it's, 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 it's unbearable. I mean, uh, you know, speaking of high expectations, uh, they – they put a lot into this. They go get Joe Pavelski. They, they, they try to show them they got a lot of kids they really like, and, and here they go right out of the gates, and it's kind of the same old, same old. The special teams are garbage. Uh, the, the top six are not doing enough. Uh, uh, they're not sure what they have left in Jamie Benn. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're hoping Corey Perry can give them something, but you and I both know he's seen his best days. So uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but they already seem like they're in critical condition. We just got out of the gate. Yeah, and lastly, uh, I thought uh, Porzingis and, and Doncic looked incredible last night. I think they're going to really go off playing together. I think that that – I mean, we never saw Porzingis look this ripped, and, and he gained muscle, like 20 pounds of muscle. I think he looks fantastic. 
It looks great. The supporting cast is going to be the issue. They're going to have lots of open shots, but do they have enough players to knock it down? They really needed to get a third piece this summer. They came up empty again. They had to settle for Seth Curry and some, some other spare parts. And Seth Curry's fine, but it's not quite the level that they were dreaming of. And, you know, uh, this West is so difficult that uh, I see the uh, Vegas numbers like 40 wins. They're going to be exciting, but are they going to be an over 500 team? That's the big question there. I, I love Doncic. I think he's just an absolute, just sickening talent. I mean, this guy just absolutely fills it up like no other. I can't get enough of him. I love watching the Dallas games because of him. And Porzingis, he can flat out play and shoot and block shots. And so those two together, I think, are going to be very magical down in Dallas for a while. So I'm a big fan. Uh, Bob, great stuff tonight. Always good to catch up. Say hi to everybody in Dallas at the ticket for us. You got it, Scotty. Take it easy, man. All right, Bob Sturm from the Ticket in Dallas. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.